What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Presented by Curry.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you all had a great last week. Hope you have started on the path to a great new week. And uh, yeah, today on the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about something we've been talking around a little bit, but as it's gotten closer, we are now two and a half weeks out from PUA ending. Um, And we are still in a major lack of rideshare drivers. And the ridership has returned pretty much in full. I'm going to have John Wilkerson on today, and we're going to talk about this subject a little more in depth. Um, But before we do that, I do want to welcome our new uh, sponsors, Curry.com. If you are a gig worker and you do rideshare or you do deliveries or whatever you do and you're in your car... And like many of us, um, if you multi-app or not, or whatever whatever your case might be, I recommend to all of you to go check out Curry. Um, Curry.com. It is a last-mile service for, um, for delivering um, supplies to construction sites and things of that nature. So one thing that I really like about it um, I just submitted, I, I just applied online, took three minutes, super easy. Right now they're in the middle of my background check. And unlike other gig companies, I actually got a date back on when my background check will be done and it's next week. So I will be reporting back, um, on how the Curry platform works. Um, as a veteran gig worker myself, I think I will be a very good voice in, being straight with you guys and telling you, you know, what I'm earning and how it's going and uh, how I like it. There's before I've even before I even start though, I do like a lot of things about it. One of my major questions was, do you have to have a truck to do this? Do you have to? Because they go all the way up to semis and eighteen wheelers. Do I have to have a truck, a pickup truck, um, a van, um, an eighteen wheeler? No, you can have a car, an SUV. Probably doesn't mean you qualify, obviously, for every type of delivery, but you can have any type of vehicle, and they do have uh, ways to sign your vehicle up and accept orders. Not only that, um, at both the pickup and delivery destinations, it is hands-free for the driver. You don't have to load the car or truck, and you don't have to load unload at the construction site. All of that is done for you. You are simply the vessel that will get it from A to B. So I'm looking really forward to trying this out. And um, I will put a link up um, in the show notes 
to sign up because uh, I think everybody should. Why not? You know, most of us sign up for most gigs anyway and try them out. Um, I really like this. This is, uh, you know, I, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you know, I like working with um, startups. But this this startup is a little ahead of the game. They've got a good team and uh, all the people I've met are great. And I'm really looking forward to the partnership and see where it goes. And I'm looking forward to reporting back to you guys, honestly, on on Curry and and what I think. So that said, I'm going to also be having the CEO of Curry on, hopefully in the next couple weeks. Um, We've been playing a little bit of email tag, and um, he's been on the road. So I think he's back today, and hopefully we will have that solidified that date um, at some point uh, in the next couple days. And... Maybe from there I'll have a you know I'll I'll have my interview with him and uh, ask questions and hopefully by then I will have uh, made a few runs on the Curry platform so that I can ask him some very direct stuff. Now for today, um, John Wilkerson and I are going to discuss the lack of drivers. Now, remember, folks, that with PUA ending, there are a lot of people who are about to um, need to to go back and get into the job market. Uh, John and I talk about a few different things that we think might have happened, so I won't jump the gun here. Uh, instead, I'm just going to bring John on, and I'm going to come back on the other side. Okay, so we're back for another week, and... Uh... I'm happy to have John Wilkerson from Rides uh, Ride Upstate in New York with us today. Uh, John, how you doing? Oh, well, you know, we were talking about my <laughs> sinus infection earlier, but other than that, I'm 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 pretty good. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, sorry about your sinus infection, man. Those suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know they just drive you nuts. I get it too. That pressure sometimes, and um, but yeah. So uh, you know, when we talked about coming on, um, I think we're my son started school today, high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sophomore year of high school, but uh, I know that like the colleges are pretty all close to going back too. And so I kind of want to move into yeah. that tonight a little bit about are we going to make it back to the right supply for the demand here as the colleges start up too and everything that's been going on. And I think that a, a good way to lead into that tonight is a couple of stories that I fu- uh, dug up. The first one is, um, I'm not sure if you saw it. I'm trying to look for when this is from. So it's from the 16th. It's from today. Um, but I think that I saw something about it last night too. Did you see this, uh, the Jay Cutler story? Yes, I actually, I saw it today. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. okay. So the reason that I really want to talk about this though, is because I find it really over the top. And I, I, as I read the story, I understand why, because it involves the NFL but it's not, I, I think it was completely out of line for what Uber Eats did. And especially as I read the story, because Uber Eats, for those of you who don't know what, what John and I are talking about with this story, Jay Cutler, um, you know, was a quarterback from 20, uh, 2006 here in Denver all the way. And then he left, but then all the way to, I think, 2017 or 2018, he played. Um, and you guys all probably, anybody who watches football probably knows Jay Cutler. Um But he had an agreement with the NFL and Uber Eats to do a certain amount of commercials. And over his non-mask statement that he made at a school board meeting in Tennessee, 
which he will be running for the school school board. So I find that very, really funny yeah. because my guess is in Tennessee, the way they treat football, he is, there doesn't even need to be a vote. He will be he's on that school. In. Right. And he's going to cause major problems. But because of that statement he made, Uber Eats dropped him because he wouldn't wear a mask. Now, I don't want to get into the whole politics about masking and where everybody's at, but I think that we're all pretty sick of the pandemic. We can all agree on that. Uh, many of us are vaxxed. Some of us aren't. Regardless, though, here we are back to masks. And I got to say that, you know, I, I can see it from both side angles. The problem is, is that we have been completely, I mean, to say that we've been flip-flopped by the CDC is such an understatement. It's crazy. I mean, we've gotten to a point where I don't even know what I believe from the CDC anymore because I used to honestly believe they weren't a political entity. But now I think that fully they are. I mean, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop and the FDA to become in the other pocket of politics, yeah, too. Yeah. So so I can understand Uber Eats uh, not wanting someone who doesn't agree with the policies that they're implementing Mm-hmm. being a representative for them. I you know, they're a business. They right. can run that side of their business however they want to. Absolutely. Um and so that's that that that's their own deal. Um uh, I will have a lot of insight in a couple of weeks as to whether or not there will be uh definitely a, a a driver supply issue because I actually work at a college. Mm-hmm. Uh and next week I ha- I am I have to go back into the office. I can't work from home anymore. Right. And when we are indoors in 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 a public indoor location is how they're describing it, so not my own office, uh, we have to wear masks even 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 if you're vaccinated. Understood. So so and and I mean honestly, right now with in my area, we're at we're at almost five percent of the people tested are now uh, they're coming back positive for COVID. In my area, you know, I'm like, I don't have a problem with that. I don't want to get COVID. Right. Uh, I have no. a problem if I got to sit in an office for eight hours a day wearing a mask. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, when there's a viable option for me to continue working from home. Is this full-time uh, you have to go back or is it a hybrid yeah. or? Full-time. 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 Uh, however, however, my manager did say, don't come to work sick. So, right. you know, if I have a cough or a sniffle or something. He said, that's fine with me. Don't come in. I'm waving a knife around here. Uh, you're not recording video, are you? <laughs> no, not that's uh, going to be produced. John's <laughs> waving a knife. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think people are tired of masks. Um, well, here's, and- here's, here's my main problem with the, with the statement, though, itself. Again, I, I agree with you. Uber Eats has every right to to do whatever they want with the people that they let's not let's take the drivers and stuff out of the mix, the gig worker part, but anybody that they hire to be a spokesman or whatever, obviously they need to align. The problem that that what really rubbed me wrong guys about this article was a number one. I don't know if it's so much Uber eats either. Like if it was just their commercial, would they really care? I don't think so. I think that it's because the NFL is involved because the NFL is very, 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 tight on everything um but Uh, even if it is uber eats the statement really bought this statement really bothers me so in an nbc news on monday an uber spokesman said uh quote we are proud of all the work uber has done over the last year um getting uh 
getting so many people vaccinated as possible with free rides, end quote. Okay, complete BS. Uber didn't run that that uh Uber didn't run that promotion until like all but like the last five percent who were vaccinated were, you know what I mean? In the very beginning, Uber wasn't running free rides. And they might have for like a week, if I remember, but then it yeah. ended. And then it I'm came back to in like late, when I got the I'm it came back in what... late May or June, though. They said we're gonna do this now. And at that point, I remember yeah. even thinking. This is one of their PR stunts because most of the people who are going to get the vaccine have got it. You're not really reaching out to anybody. And I don't think they did millions of trips. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, again, this is, again, when, when, when you read this, this is just NBC asking a question and an Uber spokesman who is just named as an Uber spokesman. Sue, we don't even have their name says we are proud that we've done these millions. You haven't, you haven't done millions. You haven't. Yeah. I just don't believe that. Yeah, I'd have to see the numbers. And, you know, if they if they present numbers and say, look, here, we can show you that. Because you can go in the app right now, mm-hmm. and one of the options is to get a vaccine. Sure. Uh, so, so I'd have to see the numbers of – so they're obviously tracking it. Right, but, um, I mean, like, I guess my point is, like, like, how many people are going to get vaccines today? Yeah. Either you're yeah. vaccinated or you're right. not. I mean, there, there are sure there's some people who are still, but you don't, I mean, most of our vaccine, we're in a big city too. We're in Denver and most of our vaccine places have closed. Mm. Testing facilities are everywhere, everywhere now Yeah. again. And uh, the, the, the plasma tests are around now too, but no, you can drive by vaccine centers that have 12 bays and not one car in them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, um, I don't know, I mean, I know vaccines are available in my area, and you can go into any pharmacy right now and get one. Sure, like a CVS um, or a Walgreens, yeah, same here. But, but they don't have lines out the door. Um, no, and the no. thing And New York is like 80 or 90% of the people in the state are vaccinated. Right. So it's a pretty hot, New York has a pretty high vaccination rate compared to the rest of the country. Well, I would imagine um, that New York City is super high because of how bad they had it in the beginning. Yeah. And that's such a big part of your population that I would think that, right? you know, that, yeah. you know, a big portion of the state is made up of New York City. And really, people there were dying left and right. And, you know, you're already living on top of each other in the city. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, you, no yeah. matter, it's almost like no matter how you felt about the shot, it was probably, it might have been wise to get it in New York city, even if you were against it, because you literally are stacked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was kind of what led to, uh, so many of the problems in New York city was the fact that, you know, it's population density has a lot to do with it. You look at, you look at States like Wyoming, North and South Dakota, uh, you know, Idaho, Mm -hmm. I don't know necessarily Idaho so much, Montana, they had a lot lower death rate and infection rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's because they don't have as dense populations as we have on the East Coast and the West Coast. Um, and and that makes it makes a big, big difference. Um, it makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. I live uh, right underneath Wyoming and they have uh, there's a funny saying there that there's more uh, 
that there's more deer in Wyoming than people. <laughs> For that real. wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> you know, I mean, you really don't have yeah. a lot of big, even, even its biggest city isn't that big. You know, Laramie yeah. and uh, um, the other one's straight up from us, too. Jackson you know, Hole. Yeah, well, Jackson Hole, but I'm the one I'm thinking of is, yeah, but regardless, even their big cities are not big. No, the, the the thing that I find the most interesting amidst all of this, I don't know if you saw the CNBC interview that Dara Khosrowshahi did um, when he was asked about mandating vaccines for drivers. Oh, yeah, but uh, and riders. doing it for the employees, but not the drivers and yeah, riders. Yeah, and, 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 and he basically, he didn't say it, but you could see that he wanted to say it, was that he... he that if it weren't for the fact that we were independent contractors, independent contractors, in mm-hmm. air quotes, uh, then then he would like to see the drivers vaccinated. You know, right? Uh, he he would require dri- driver vaccinations. And um, but again, and me, I wonder if he would. He just knows that he has an out there. Right. He, he can say that because it can't happen. He right. can look like a good guy because it can't happen. Right, unless he wants to hire a couple of million people. Right. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I don't know. I always question those kind of motives. I just, here I feel like they took a beating because Cutler, they were going to have to let Cutler go. But instead of the beating, they did what they always do. And I just kind of wanted to point it out. They twisted this story into how good they've been during this pandemic. And I can point out quite a few times, I don't think Uber was very good. I mean, like, look at when they were going to hook us up with shields and then it didn't happen. And then you could buy shields and they were like sneeze guards with complete access to the driver around them. I mean, they they really did. PPE was a joke. Oh, yeah. Trying to get it from them. I mean, like they they have not taken care of us at all through this pandemic. I did not get my first notification in the app for free PPE until June. Right. Me neither. Until June. Me neither. Yeah. Now maybe it's because I wasn't active, but my stance was until these platforms provide me with PPE, Mm -hmm. I'm not driving for them. Exactly. You know, you want me to drive, then you need to incentivize me. Yeah. And you know, and, and, uh, and once they started offering me PPE, and something that I could give to a rider who didn't want to wear it <laughs> or didn't bring it with them, <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to drive for him. Right. And, and I mean, as it stands right now, I, I mean, I'm still only, well, I haven't driven in almost two weeks, in over two weeks because of this stupid cough and everything. Nobody wants to be in a car with someone who's coughing and no. nobody wants <laughs> to see someone delivering their food who's coughing. Listen to me, people. If you have the sniffles or a cough, don't drive and don't deliver food. You're part of the problem if you do. I understand you need to make money, but don't get other people sick. (laughs) And And not only that, I mean, there's that. Of course, that is first and foremost is don't get other people sick. But also, people, if you do have a little bit of a cough, don't think that people aren't going to complain on you. You very well could be kicked off the platform by the end of a day. Right. Because somebody's right. like, because I it, mean, if, if, if you get two complaints in a day saying right. from a customer saying he was coughing obnoxiously, you're done. Yeah. And when you log on, <laughs> it says if you have any COVID symptoms, don't right. drive. Yeah. You know, um, you, you risk losing a lot more money by 
ride driving when you have a cough or something than you do taking a day or two off. And same th- and know? same thing with uh same thing with you passengers too. If any are catching any wind here, be very. I understand that you might live somewhere you might need to get to a hospital, but be somewhat. You know, think about it. I know maybe you don't want to call an ambulance and pay three grand to have an ambulance take you 10 blocks, but call your Uber driver first and tell them that you're, you have a mask on, you think right. you might have COVID and let them be able to cancel the ride without you getting upset or exactly. be able to say, Hey, I'm vaccinated. I think I'm fine. I'll get you there. I'm going to put all the windows down. You know, could you get right. in the other passengers? The, the, the driver might be cool and help you, you know, yeah. and you know, if maybe he cancels, you have to get another one, or maybe you have to call Uber or Lyft, who, like we were just talking about, says they take millions of people to get vaccinated. <laughs> Which, again, John's saying, show me the stats. I'm kind of saying I don't even need to see him because I know it's BS, yeah. because by the time this started, you weren't taking millions. Um, but, but I mean, use those services. But if they, if you can't find a driver, call Uber direct. But don't just call and like right. try and not cough in the car. And, and yeah. Because again, we don't, we don't, because of a friend, because of what we said with, you know, how John said that like Dara didn't mandate it because of that, you don't know if the driver's vaccinated or not either. So don't get in their car because then you might give it to him. And if you're thinking, well, he should be vaccinated. Well, he might be working a 10 hour shift and go pick up 10 more people. Or, or he might have a legit he or she might have a legitimate reason why they can't be vaccinated right autoimmune you know? anything like exactly. that exactly yeah you know you know so ms make, things that yeah. i've been finding out you can't get it yeah don't make the assumption that your driver is vaccinated so well since i'm sick it's okay don't make that assumption right um, or that they're bad well people, drivers are bad people if they're not because they might like john just said have a good right. reason as well with drivers, oh my daughter's mowing the lawn out here. Uh, as well with drivers, don't assume your riders are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You know, when they want to get in the front seat, when they want to get in without wearing a mask. If you know, I know there's a big people want to stop with the masks and everything in the cars, and they want to allow people in the front seat because they can take more passengers. I cannot tell you the number of times when I have been out driving and I've had to cancel on four people. Because they ordered an Uber X, which is what I drive, and I'm like, look, it's right in the app. There's a little three next to there that says three passengers. That's what that means. It even tells you when you log in. You can't tell me you didn't know. Uh, and the the thing that really stinks about that is, and this is something that I think Uber needs to change. They say they're behind the drivers and mm-hmm. letting them cancel for safety reasons. If I drive 10 minutes to go pick someone up and there's four people and I cancel because it's too many riders, mm-hmm. I should get paid. I shouldn't have to wait around for five minutes while people are outside my car yelling at me or whatever because I canceled on because I wouldn't take them in the uh, in the car. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> It's going to rain tomorrow. I, so I thought. Get I, I thought that it was. I thought that one was. I mean, I haven't. Nope. I haven't been on in a while. I thought that was an immediate cancel. Well, you can cancel without it affecting your cancellation rate, but you don't get paid. You have to wait the five minutes. Right. That doesn't make which any is sense. Seven though. minutes, in, which is seven minutes in some markets now. Now it's seven minutes. 
Well, so I, I understand that. And I always have all the years I've drove for like when you're waiting for somebody to come out of a building, you get, you have to give them right. five minutes before you can cancel. But if you are, if you pull up and the people are there and you're looking at them and you cancel and say too many riders, why do you have to stay? You have to, you have to stay on the timer. They don't, it, because if you did that, I mean, heck, there would be plenty of times where I would just cancel because, oh, they're too drunk. I don't want to pick them up. I'll right. But too many, too many riders to right, get paid. Right. So, but what does sticking around do? Is like, I, I see that point, but what does sticking around do? It's the same as if you're waiting for the passenger to come in. So that timer runs out. And so you get that, that partial payment. Right. No, I understand. But I'm saying like, so they want you to sit there with the four people pounding on your window. Uber does. Yeah. 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 And then after the five minutes, just, you're just yelling, I just have to wait five minutes. I just have to wait five minutes. Screw you guys. Yeah. And then the other thing you can do is drive off and, and it would force them to cancel and then you'd get your cancellation. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that should be an immediate cancel. And if not, it should, why is it not? See, Uber talks about having a shortage of drivers. Why is it not a scenario where, and I know people don't think this is possible, but they do have enough call centers. Why can't they call the driver and the rider at the same time on one call? If the rider doesn't pick up, which often they don't, then the driver gets the right and they win like an arbitration settlement. But if you yeah. both pick up, you could say, I'm sitting right here. They have four people. My dash cam's on them. Yep. I, yep. I will not pick them up. I want to leave. Can I get my ref- can I get my refund? The same thing happened to me with um someone who showed up with a with a two year old and no car seat. And I canceled, said no car seat, didn't get paid. I called support. Oh, well, that got reassigned to someone. So <laughs> So uh, it'll take a few days for that to process. I never got it. And I'm like, you know, it's not even going to be worth it to, to, to even call support because they're not going to help me. But it happens so often. All these reasons that are safety reasons that right. you're canceling and you don't get paid. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I understand if if you have a driver who every other trip or every third trip or whatever is canceling because of safety reasons. Right. You don't want to pay them. I totally get that. But I mean, you know, I don't, <laughs> but the safety reason here becomes a bigger one. If you, if I pull up somewhere and I drive X too. So if I pull up somewhere and there's four people and they're, and they start reaching for my doorknob and I lock it. Part of the safety reason is Uber should want me to get out of there. Yes. Because they don't know if they're drunk or what, and that they might start beating on the car. I mean, you can't just sit there. And and this is the thing, right? So Uber, and you know this, Uber talks a big game about safety and driver safety, but all Mm -hmm. their promotions are towards rider safety. There's Mm -hmm. nothing that they ever promote about driver safety. They don't require ID verification for riders. They don't require riders to use their real name. They don't require Mm -hmm. riders to have a, have a photo. They don't, I mean, I'm not saying that they need to do background checks on the riders because the checker is just, it's, it's useless anyway. So, um, yeah, I I agree that that's a wasted point, but they do. I mean, I, I hear you and I agree. They need to move away from that initial. You need to provide a state ID in order to ride on our platform, period. Right. And not not only just so we know that we're getting the right person, but also that kind of, it reminds the person that they're accountable. Right. Because they're not right now. 
Right. I right. mean, right. Because if they get a call and their name is Gold Digger, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they get out of the car and they say, nope, I'm not paying for that ride, blah, blah, blah. They really feel like there's no repercussion to come back. There's something to be right. said if you have to put your real ID up. Yeah. And show yeah. it and not not hand it over or anything, but just even show it. You know, there's yeah. just something about that, that then that person becomes accountable and and it also would allow for people to order other people Ubers because in a more legit way, because like if, if I was ordering you one and because you forgot your wallet or something and we're having a beer and you need to get home and I order you one. Or I guess that wouldn't be a good example because uh, you won't have your wallet, but you forgot your car keys or something, whatever. And you need a ride and I order it for you. I could put in there your name and there right. you, you could show your ID. So it's right. It right. really is. Maybe I'm still the accountable party, but I've said I'm willing to take that ch- chance with you. Right. Right. Anyone can go to Walmart, get an Uber gift card, sign up for any kind of free email account they want with Google or Yahoo or Outlook or whatever. Mm-hmm. Name themselves Dookie and start using the platform. They can even get a free Google phone number. Yeah. Yeah. So everything can, everything can be fake. They can go get a burner phone. But you don't even need the phone. You could just create the free Google account on your computer. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, you can even pick your area code. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you could say I'm in Vegas and you're in New York. Yeah. It's, it's the whole thing that they, they, they talk a big game about safety, but it's all from the passenger side and not about the driver side. And this is, this is a huge issue, and I think it's. I honestly think this is why a lot of drivers haven't come back. Yeah. Because you know what, they've been at home, and you know, I'm not even going to call. I, I don't like this argument of well, they're just being lazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, because um, you don't know their story. We never know. know their, some. You don't know their story, mm-hmm. and and honestly, it. It's a good deal. You right. know what? You don't have to you don't have to ruin your car. You don't have to worry about dealing with drunk people or upset people. But I think people sat at home and were like, you know what? It's been four months. No one's yelled at me. No one's thrown <laughs> up in my car. I right. haven't been going to sketchy neighborhoods. I mean, I kinda like this. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um. And People can make, and honestly, maybe they're still out there doing gig work, but they're delivering food and they're going to make more money, put fewer miles on their car. You're transporting food and not people. Mm-hmm. It's a better deal. It's a way better. If deal. it, if it, if it keeps lasting though, you know, yeah. if it, if, if, if like right now I felt like we were on a real good trajectory, but this is what I was kind of worried about heading back into school with COVID. But I feel like right now we've kind of shifted that weight back to bad a little bit again. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. like like I was telling you before the show, like we even commonly know some people who have had Pfizer shots in the past six months who are getting COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, like yeah. the Pfizer shot, we already knew there was, we knew that there was a time stamp on it, but we were told in the beginning it was six months to a year. Then we were told it was six months. Then we were told it's three to six months which if people really think about this actually makes many people unvaccinated right now. Yeah. 
Because a lot yeah, of you who got, if you if you got it in, you know, February, March, February, you're, March you're, no, yeah. you're no longer vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. According to Pfizer, because yeah. now they there is the there's the final answer out from them that, yeah. you know, five to six months with six on the highest end that it'll last. Yeah. So you I know, know after six months, you're not protected. Yeah. I know all the colleges around here, they're going back to in-person classes. Masks uh, or no? Masks in public spaces requiring vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, I mean, currently in my town, uh, it's horse racing season. So it's as busy as we want it to be. Right. And you have um, school starting. Uh, school doesn't start till the first week in September here. But I mean soon. Right. Right. Yep. Um, so, well, college starts earlier, but, but like regular school doesn't start till the, till the, uh, till the first week of September. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it, it's gonna, it'll stay, I think it'll stay busy in my area until December. And then December is going to be the tipping point is if, if those infection rates keep going up, people are going to go back. They're going to go back to virtual. You know, you can't continue to force people into a congregate setting and force them to risk their health in order to go to school and go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, that I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> I'm an right. IT guy. I didn't yeah. sign up. You know, yeah. I, do I get hazard pay because I'm around all these students? Well, nobody who, signed up for it in anything, though, other than right. like medical profession. I mean, nobody signed right. up to be around this kind of scenario. So we're all right. in that no matter what other gigs you might do other than platform stuff. To be honest, you know, we're all in that boat of we're not going to get hazard pay. And yet a lot of us are going back to hybrid models or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, every every gig worker they they have they make their own decisions they make their decisions mm-hmm. about their health how they're going to work under what conditions they're 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 willing to work um er, you know uh, uh and, and i don't begrudge anyone for working or not working right uh, you do you all right yeah. i don't i don't need to do this right. i have a full-time job i have a w2 job that that pays the bills this is like vacation money for me right, it all sits in a bank account you know, it's extra money for me and, uh, you know, and I understand. And I also, at the same time, understand that there are people who, uh, willingly or not put themselves in a situation where they have to rely on gig work. Right. Um, because you know, whatever, whatever the circumstances around that were, uh, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of stuck. You know, and, or, and I think I, or they have so many different things, though. Like, I know people who take care of family members and then have kids, like elder family members, have kids, all this. And without the flex, they can't work at all, in which case right. they are the gig economy is what works. Right. We just need some more definition to the gig economy because it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I um, mean, I was just reading an article about it today and the portable benefits even if like the even if proact doesn't go through which it doesn't look like it will um at least in this passing by but like you know there's finally an online company that is called uh what is their name it is 
because uh, I was really, I was kind of, I've been waiting for a company to do this for a while. And I was like, what? Life exec, like L-I-F-E and then a capital E, E-X-E-C, is now offering gig workers portable benefits. Nice. And I nice. think that that's pretty interesting to know that, like, after all this time, there's a gig app company coming out to help gig workers. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see how those rates and things look and how it really works, but yeah, this is this is a discussion that I think I, I would love to have with 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 some people because I think there are a lot of people who uh, want to be independent contractors mm-hmm. and they want the benefits that come with being an independent contractor: flex, mm-hmm. set your own schedule, work when you want to work, all those you're you're your own boss, et cetera, et cetera. But they also don't want the downside of it, which is you pay for your own insurance, right. you cover your own taxes. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, 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 this would be on them. This isn't something that's going to be covered. Right. You're going to be, right. you would be buying a policy that somehow I was reading about it. It's going to be offset by, uh, um, you know, it even says ask any software it. developer, blogger, real estate agent. So even like you as a developer. So like, but it says that, uh, you know, a breakthrough uh, benefits package of the gig economy, um, and then that that private investments and other things are going to be helping into this too. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I really need a little more because I could only find one article and it it, it needs more meat in it. <laughs> but uh, it sounds like there's people I can't tell, and it also specifically mentioned freelancers and California, which I thought was yeah. really interesting. So they're finally trying to help the gig worker or the freelancers who have been out of work for over a year because of AB five, they're trying to help them out too. So I don't know. I mean, who knows? It might look like Cobra insurance when it comes to the actual amount you pay. I don't know. It could, but Um, it could be something really cool. I mean, this was one of the things that, that really drove me nuts around the whole AB five and prop 22 thing out in California is you had all these people out there who were saying, we want to be independent contractors. And uh, and then out of the other side of their mouth saying, we want a guaranteed pay, we want benefits, we want this, we want... No, and, that's and, not... And, an, and they wanted flex. And they wanted flex. No, that's not being an independent <laughs> contractor. Right. That's not the way it's defined. Right. Now, I do agree <laughs> that our classifications of workers needs to change. Yeah, Ron but, and I talked and, about that last and, week. Yeah, you know, you the, the like whole the, idea like the UK of, having a worker class. Yeah, yeah. Employee, employee, IC, and somewhere in the middle, worker. And yeah. even though it might not fully be defined, create it and let's start defining it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, it's uh, because it's just. I mean, you have you have companies who are coming like Alto that are coming around. Uh, there's, I think there's even is it in Chicago? There's no, it's in Philly. There's a food delivery uh, app that actually hires all of their drivers, their 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 employees. Alto hires their drivers and yep. provides them the vehicles. The vehicles, and um, they have those uh, like uh, UV like purification systems in between yep. passengers. And yep, and it's but it's premium, <laughs> it, right? It's, no, it's, it's I mean, they're it's, all, they're all know, white SUVs, like yep. I can't remember what they are, but the, you know, I don't know if they're like Escalade size. I think they're just—they're not that big, no. right? They're just a normal SUV like a size, or something right, or like something. That. Yeah, but still, they're they're brand new. They're yep. all they're new. all leather, all plush. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm sure I will guarantee you that Alto checks ID for their, for their passengers because they don't want Dookie getting in their car and, and making a mess. You right. know, they don't, they don't want, uh, you know, Mr. Jones or whoever, you know, whatever weird name someone made up with, with, a, with a picture of someone's butt. Uh, getting in the car, you know? you know that's that's really interesting. You say that because I'm always looking for the angles on on how to how to really talk about autonomous because I've talked to enough people where I know it's the true autonomous isn't anywhere close to here. But the for the for the people who say it is, I would also put that forward and say Uber and Lyft would be making sure to be getting your name and number and everything straight right now if we were anywhere close because, like you just said. They're not going to put them in completely driverless vehicles and let you no. write on the windows and crap on the floor yeah. and all that. Yeah. That's not going to happen. I think there. I think in the next in the next five years, I think we'll see limited rollout of driverless vehicles. Yeah, and I'm thinking of situations like uh, uh, in Anaheim. At the con- around the convention center when there's a big co- when there's yep. a big convention back and forth to the from the convention center to hotels the Las Vegas Strip very yep. limited. Well, Aptiv is doing the Las Vegas Strip, so that's yeah. I mean, yeah. A great place. I've I've but, always thought that every city should try buses first. Yeah, because yeah. you could pick their route and just do right turns. Right, but I mean, but an automated vehicle yeah. picking me up in my town <laughs> and taking me. <laughs> 30 miles into the Adirondack mountains is going to freak you out at, at two o'clock in the morning. No, no. When a deer moose bear, some or dude with a shotgun you, is going to jump if, out on the street. What if it's not taking you to the right place? Right. What if yeah. like, you're like, there's a fork in the road halfway and you're in the dark woods and it goes right. And you're like, no, it's left. And like two feet forward, the cell signal loses. Well, now you're I was in this, just going to say that. Now you're in this car, like, going, you don't know where. You might be going to Canada. I would say I mean, a quarter yeah. of the people I pick up, a quarter of them I pick up, it's in a cell dead zone. And I carry two cell phones on me, mm-hmm. and one that I can use as a hotspot if the other one's not working. And I've been in places where neither one of them work. They're on two different networks, and neither one of them work. Yep. The, the vehicle's... It's going to be a long time before they're in, they're in full use. It's going to be in limited situations where they know one-way streets, uh, predictable traffic patterns. You know, you, you're not you don't have the risk of pedestrians constantly drunk pedestrians constantly stepping out into the street. My, heck, my daughter shortly after she got her license, she was out with some friends, and she was coming to a stop at an intersection and a drunk dude walked out of a bar and walked right into the side of her car. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's does not, she, does she drive with a dash cam? She doesn't No, no, no. you should get her one. No. I should, yeah, I should get her. one. You should get her right. one of those owl ones where even when she's out of the car, people bump it and yeah. it catches it. Cause man, my son's getting near it. He's he's about to turn fifteen here in the next month, and he's already asking, "Can we start working <laughs> on his driving?" And I'm thinking, "Man, I'm going to deck whatever. I'll probably spend more on his his camera than the car for him." <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that is one thing that I will say about all these cars that have these autonomous features. They have mm-hmm. cameras built into them. 
Yeah. And and they're recording all that. And if you get into an accident, you can guarantee that that insurance company is pulling that pulling that footage. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And uh you know, it's uh it's it, it's going to be interesting. I, I but I think we are for like full full automation. I think we're going to see uh 18 wheelers they're going to be the fr- the first to have the most full automation mm-hmm. because you're not you don't that driver doesn't have to stop but even right? then i've talked to drivers who are who've said that it's going to be 15 20 years of a driver in the car there yeah yeah there's going to yeah. be a trucker in those trucks yes yeah especially yeah. cuz those things are how hard to downshift and whatnot so it's not going to be able to be somebody texting like that Uber accident. It's going to be somebody who's still having to pre- having to be fully aware. So which UPS, is going to make that kind of kind of hard too because they already have trouble staying awake. So yeah, UPS has actually been testing eighteen uh, wheelers in Arizona for like five years now, mm-hmm. and and it's you know the. It's fairly flat where it's dry, where they are in there. They're not up in the mountains, but it's fairly right. flat where they are. And I mean, this thing manages. I watched video of it, and the thing gets onto the highway, avoids vehicles, notices when there's uh, a, a railroad. It goes over a railroad crossing if there's a train there. I always, I always think that they're I, that kind of stuff they do great at, and I've always said they need a city to test in where they've got like people that pop up who are cardboard, but where all the autonomous companies are testing yeah. to, to see if they run into each other. Because I feel like yeah. when you do that kind of testing, yes, we can make a truck go onto a lane. Yes, we can make it do this. Yes, we can make it change lanes. But it seems like every time we put it in a real environment, i.e. Pittsburgh or Phoenix, it killed somebody both times. Yeah. Well, I mean, that being said, <laughs> that being said, more people driving cars kill people than automated vehicles kill people. I mean, sure, but I'm saying like we stuck two automated vehicles out on the road and they killed people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how many? If we stick a hundred, do they kill a hundred people? Because literally, like there was even the one Waymo that tried to get away. I don't know if you remember that <laughs> yeah. the one that tried to evade the police and ran a stop sign after yeah. because it hit yeah. some car and was stuck, so it tried to get out of the situation. They had to go like eight blocks to catch it. Yeah, and that's a thing where th- what you're going to need, and there's a company that, that actually does this. I watched a video on it. There's a company that has people sitting in like a call center, and they're monitoring all these driverless vehicles. Mm-hmm. And if someone's in the vehicle, if they hit a button, they get someone on the phone right away. Hey, I've, hey, I've got an emergency. Or if there's some kind of alert that comes up they're monitoring all this and they can take over the vehicle remotely and that's, that's what you, how that's how it should be and i think that's what you're going you're going to need so you got you know you got i mean if, going if nothing on. else a kill switch there has to be yeah. a kill switch yeah but i mean that waymo that got away went eight blocks there was no kill switch yeah it got it yeah. finally it ran two red lights we've got a story on uber lift drivers about it it ran two red lights and then finally at the third one for whatever reason stopped and it had a passenger in it again folks these aren't you can't call a waymo and get one but there are people involved who are allowed to ride waymo and be test they've signed away you know non-disclosures and 
signed right. away their life if they get hurt kind of thing right. but they're involved and they and they give feedback and whatnot so there was a person in this car when this was happening and he couldn't get to anything and he couldn't get anybody by saying help right like help and help that's a like, problem like what the if you have a driverless car why is there not a help fo- if you say help i mean i guess some I, I get that some drunk people might do it just for fun but nonetheless, it still has to be there. You have to have well, a function. You should, that, you should have an, at least an app where you can, like, boom, kill this ride. If there's not if a physical but what if your, switch. But what if your phone died? Well, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I or mean, maybe not help, but some kind of button underneath, like an old, like, movie button that, you know, the nuke bomb would be under. You'd lift up the plastic so you don't yeah. accidentally hit it, and then, like, a James <laughs> Bond movie, and then you punch it. Something like that. I mean, there has to be if you because what if it does yeah. get away and you see it going into an intersection with an 18 wheeler coming this way. Right. And you as a driver know we're going to get killed. You have to have a you have to be able to emergency stop that vehicle and get out and get out, not just stop it and get out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's I think all these are huge issues, which that kind of. So this actually I didn't plan on autonomous. but This will kind of bring us into the piece then. So. Without autonomous, which they always talk about, and I saw them bragging about again for 2023, fully autonomous. Um, bullshit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and what I wonder now is, like you were saying, I know that Uber's been playing this game with the media, like we we don't we've got all our riders back, we don't have the drivers back. And then then I saw articles that said, "Ooh, in a lot of markets, we're getting the drivers back, and we're fine." And then I saw articles saying we're still not enough drivers. And I can tell you from talking to all the people I do every week that we are not enough drivers. If there are some markets that are, that's just by luck. And some of the part markets where I've talked to people where there are enough back, it's markets where a, a big 10 college or something is about to start. And I'm not sure that that's, that means they don't have enough really. Because if like right, in their summer months, the students, well, yeah. once the students come back, yeah, they're not going to have night. Enough. That's night and day. And those are people yeah. who work different hours. Those aren't yeah. people who are going to work till 4 a.m. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I think I that all the markets are facing a very big shortage. I think that once PUA ends, yes, some people will come back. I'm wondering if we'll have enough come back, though, to well, meet the demand. And and it would, I mean, another another factor that I think you need to consider is that there's all these articles about how much customers, riders, are being charged now for rides. That it's more than a taxi. Exactly. And drivers and drivers are like, um, I'm not seeing any of that money. Mm-hmm. How come? How come I'm not seeing that thirty or forty? Per, I don't see a thirty or forty percent increase in my pay. So, so there's people on the sidelines going, why would I come and do this when? It, all it's going to do is line Uber's pockets and work my tail off and take 15 and 20 minute pickups because, I mean, let's face it, uh, you know, I was out a couple weeks ago. I had to go, I had to go somewhere. So I was like, all right, you know, we'll put it on destination mode. And, and normally what happens is I get a ride in my town going in the, in the direction that I want to go. no. I got a 25-minute pickup, which I wouldn't have been paid the mileage because it's going towards my destination, so you don't get a long pickup fee. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what Uber was trying to do to me, was make me go 25 minutes to pick someone up and take them five minutes down the road. And, and I'm like, no, I just turned off destination mode and said, forget it. No, yeah. Not even worth it. I kept getting all these long pings in the direction that I was going. I wasn't going to get the long pickup fee. You know, the algorithm was like, ha, 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 we got a sucker here who's going to drive all this way and pick someone up. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Not so happening. I was, I was looking at that and I was talking to some people and I'm actually going to be having somebody on the podcast. Who's a driver who emailed me after two weeks, two weeks ago after the podcast and said that they disagreed with what you and I are saying. They're in Philadelphia. And they said that they said, no, I'm a driver. And she actually sent me spreadsheets and all of her earnings and everything. And I don't even know her. Um, so, but however, I'm going to have her on because she was saying, no, you do earn more. And my theory is, is that we know our take rate. We know what we make per mile. We know what we make per minute. And we, we, you can see if there's a surge before you pick it up. So the rate hasn't changed. What's changed in my book is you never have a down minute. So you're not sitting dark for 20, 30 minutes, perhaps in an, in an hour. And I know that sounds like a lot, but I'm being... Well- Extra and the other careful. thing too is it also it's also market dependent. Okay, right. I do believe that a driver in Philadelphia, or Atlanta, or Dallas, you know, one of these larger cities is making more money. I honest, I, I do believe that. Well, but, she and and that's what I was saying. She showed me even she is. But yeah. what I'm wondering and what I'm really looking forward to is because I couldn't tell from the the sheets I had, even though they're very good. Is, is that because you never have one minute down or yeah. is that because you're literally making more money? So I see what yeah. you're saying. I mean, if there's not enough drivers, but the it's a weird claim that Uber has too, is that right now they say that, you know, their expenses are so up because there aren't enough drivers. So they're having to charge more. That's, that's one of those loops in my mind that drives me a little crazy. Because I'm like, why are you having to charge passengers three times as much to run an yeah. SaaS platform? Yeah, well, it's it's because it it's all because they've decoupled surge from mm-hmm. what they pay the driver. Right. All right. If they're if they're if they're charging the customer three x more, they're not paying the driver three x more. No. All right. So the the customer is getting charged three. So for a normal ten dollar drive. The customer is getting charged $30, let's say. The mm-hmm. driver's getting a $2 surge or a $3 surge for that same trip. So, yeah, they're making more money, but they're not making 2x or 3x more money than they were making. You know, an Uber X driver isn't making two grand a week out there. Now, maybe if you hustle 60 hours a week, you could make two grand in some markets, but, mm-hmm. but, I mean, that's gonna be that's pretty hard to do. I mean, even even people who who do uh, black and lift lux, they're having difficulty making two grand a week. You know, that's 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 a lot of hustling. You know, so I I mean, I know, I know I, some I people who do pretty well with the larger cars, especially always have, but especially right now. Um, yeah, XL the- XL always you always do better with XL, but your expenses are higher. Right, but I mean, you know, but they've all, but higher. they're used to that. I mean, they've drove for years, and they still yeah. are doing very well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I. But I think that the multiplier that drivers... being gone though is is a killer because right. when we first came out of the pandemic, and I was opening the app, and they were offering those three rides for a hundred bucks in the beginning, 
Um, it was no, but when I'd open it on a Friday night, it was back to multiplier because we didn't have enough drivers and Denver's a city that needs a ton. Yeah. So we were back to multiplier. I watched it and for a couple of weeks it was still there. And I'm like, I thought it was a error. And I'm like, what's going on? Then it just went away. And I think that goes to what you said. Once it goes to flat rate, it's to Uber's advantage because they, they're not necessarily calling it a multiplier, but that's what it is. They're charging the passenger three times as much. So it is kind of a multiplier, but really they're just saying, well, we charged the passenger this, we offered you that ride. You knew, you know, your mileage and your hourly or your minute rate. And we said it was a $7 flat surge on top. Right. And that's why I hate the flat surge because I've always thought, you know, like let these companies operate, even if, and I was saying this last week, even if these companies need to take, like when I started with Uber, I, or with Lyft, I was 90-10. And with Uber, I was 85-15. And that was like six years ago, seven years ago. So, I mean, it was a straight split. So, at, you know, go back to something like that. It doesn't need to be 90-10, but go back to 20-80 or 25-75 split where Uber's getting 25% and you get the other 75. Then I don't need to see the surge. I don't need to see any of the amounts because I'll know you guys are busting your butt for me to be able to make your 25% make a profit. And it'll right. make them price accordingly too. Yeah. So I'm not saying yeah. what that percent is, but like I don't want to go in at the end of the night and see all the dynamically assigned percentages to my rides. Like, well, this one was 26. This one was 58. This one, they took 63. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would rather just know you guys take this. And for that, like the original ad said, Uber partners, I'm an Uber partner driver. Yeah. And then they started moving away from that partner tagging, you know, because we're not partners. But I mean, like, to be honest, if we're ICs and they're calling us partners, then make what you need to and say, okay, fine. It needs to be, and I'm not, I'm, I don't like this, but it needs to be 30, 70. You'll get 70%. We get 30. You now know Uber's marketing for you so big because yeah. they need to make that 30% be as much as they can. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing that we haven't talked about yet, as far as making more money is so in July of 2020, the average price of gas for all formulations in the United States was $2.27. It's $3.23 now. It's almost a dollar more. And has Uber raised their mileage rate? No. No. They have You not. know, it's funny you say that too because when you say those numbers, we actually were under that what was it 226 you said? Two, let me see. Let me find it again. Two, two twenty-seven in July. Okay, so we were we last were, year. Okay, so we were right. Oh, right. So we were right under that. Actually, like sometimes here in Colorado, I don't know why we get a little bit lucky and we get under two. So we were in that like dollar ninety-two zone. Mm-hmm. But we're now for the cheapest gas. We're now at like three seventy-eight. Wow. So to put it in perspective, yes, we were cheaper, but now we're way ahead of the average. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's almost doubled. It's almost yeah. doubled. Yeah. And, and again, right. Uber wants you to make long pickups. Are they paying you more for those? No, they're giving you like what? 13 cents a mile or something like that for a long mm-hmm. 11 and a half cents a mile for a long pickup fee. Mm hmm. You know, and and nearly everyone is paying at least, probably is paying 
at least 90 cents more a gallon all over the country. Right. The prices are just that that and and there's no you don't hear you don't hear Uber talking about that. So again, I'm sure the driver in Philadelphia is making more money. She how is. much more has she how much more has she paid in gas though? Well, that's and that's what we're going to talk about because you know. she she actually had all these really nice laid out spreadsheets she made too. Like that had, you know, like I do Excel sheets that have equations. You're a programmer, you get that. A lot of drivers don't take the time to do that. And she wasn't using somebody else's. She had made it so that everybody's everything was showing. And so I want to I'm very anxious to get to talk to her because she is one of the dri- the only drivers that I've heard say that. Most say what I think is that Yes, I'm making more money only because my wheels never stop. Yeah, well, and I think also most most drivers don't actually track enough data mm-hmm. to know if they're making more money. Right. You know, they keep track of their mileage and they keep track of uh, their a few of their variable expenses mm-hmm. and and their fixed expenses, and that's it. And they don't compare what they're earning from week to week, month to month, year to year. They they right. just don't, um, and and so, and I think a driver like that who keeps track of that information, any driver that does that, that detailed, they're going to make more money. Absolutely, because because they're because they wouldn't be out there if they weren't right. If they right. were making less money, they'd be like, well, I'm not going to drive. I'm making less money, or right. I made less money. What can I do to make more money? Mm-hmm. You know, but the av- I don't think the average driver tracks that information. And, and you can tell every December and every March because yeah. all the questions <laughs> start showing up. How right do I do my taxes? taxes? Yeah. What do I do about my mileage? Can I deduct this? Right. And it just like and you're just like, oh, yeah. First of you all, know? people, if you've ever if you have been driving for a while and you do your taxes every year. Quick little hint. I know it's annoying. I know that people just the thought of it might make you cringe, but I will say it does make life so much easier to do your taxes quarterly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it really puts it in a better perspective than having a bomb fall on you and, you know, barely into the new year. I think someone, you know, someone like me who, who doesn't drive very much, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to make enough money to, offset most of my deductions that I get. Um, True. For me though, so, I'm a I'm a gig worker who works production. I do right. laser light shows, I do sound, right. I do lighting, I do all kinds of things and then I do, you know, this that the other. So I've got all of my stuff is all gigs. That's why I need the flex. Right. Um so but when it all comes together, I need to be able to really rip into that and write stuff off because Right. I travel a ton. I, you know, there's so much involved in my life to make the money I do that I have to write off everything I can. Yeah. yeah. And be, and, and again, you have to be so careful about it um, because, you know, I mean, you don't want to write off the wrong things, but you want to make sure you get it all. But t- quarterly taxes really do make less of a dent if you do owe. And that way, right. you know, it doesn't yeah, feel, sure. cause I mean, like, we always see a drop in riders or drivers too around taxes because they realize I wanted to be my own boss. This isn't working. I need to go get a job. And so we see a drop and then a, and there's always like a resurge of drivers right then too. 
And, and, you know, I think there's a lot of people, I, I don't know what the deal is, um, but they're, they feel like there would be some kind of shame if they went and got a, like a 10, 12 hour a week job part time. Right. Just to get, look, this is my fixed income. I can pay these bills with this money. Uh, you know, my my insurance, my car payment, or, or my car payment, or whatever. And and I get it. You know, a, a lot of people probably don't want to, you know, work at Walmart or or work fast food or whatever. But if you want guaranteed income, mm-hmm. listen, the fast food joints around here are paying over fifteen bucks an hour. I know. You that's know, what I tell all the. Um, that's what I tell all the people who want AB five. And and, and I know. <laughs> I know it's a crap job, but right. you know what? It's honestly driving a car at two in the morning is a crap job too. So. <laughs> and there are day, and there are days that driving a car anytime is a crap job. Right. I mean, I've been right. doing it a long time. You have, and I mean, like we've done this enough to know that. It doesn't mean it doesn't need to be after midnight. I could have a crap day at seven p.m. Right. Yeah, yeah. And or, then or, it's even worse when you have a crap day on your way into your W two job when you pick someone up on the way to work. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, but I mean, bottom line is, is like, you know, if I'm if 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 I'm having a crappy day, I, I always talk on the podcast about how I've been in the service industry, bartender, whatnot. I've always had to wash that behind me. It doesn't matter what happened to me. And if I can't, I'm not going to make good money. Even bartending where they're kind of stuck tipping me because we're face to face. And even if, you know, they, a lot of people would get to know me and we we're crowded, but in a car, they don't have to tip you. And if you're treating them shitty, they're going to give you a bad review. They're going to not tip. I mean, like, you know, so then you almost have to get off the road. So you got to take all this into account. That's why I say like, if, like John said, I, I agree with you that, you know, if, if when you're starting this, if like, if you just lost a job that was 40 hours a week and you're like, I'm just going to do this. I would suggest to go get a job 10 hours a week. You're already in the groove, even one shift a week, go yeah. pick up one shift as a server at a restaurant that all the restaurants need it. You might even get lucky if you've always wanted to be a bartender. Cause they make good money. You might yeah. even be lucky and be able to get into a bartending position where before you couldn't, cause you didn't have the experience because I know bars here are just begging all positions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, if go do something like that, where you get your 10 hours or like in my case where I could not do that because I might get called away for three months or two months to go work on the road, at least sign up for every gig that you can. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. even if you don't work it, sign up for it, turn it on, make sure it works and then turn it off and use it when you want. You might yeah. get kicked off one of these platforms. You might start to hate it. You might be ready and, and have your toolbox ready with a bunch of tools for you that, you know, you can go work other platforms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, it's just, I, I, you, you have not failed as a gig worker. If you have to go get a part-time job someplace, you know, there's no, there's no, no, you're there's st- no failure. In fact, but, you're and, still winning because right. you still get, you're not having to work 40 hours at the job. Right. You're still putting in whatever to the gig work, and now you could see if it works for you. Yeah, you know, I I saw. I don't. Are you familiar with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk? Mm-hmm. So I saw him post the other day on social media. He says people need to remember, like thirty percent 
that gets you into the Baseball Hall of Fame. If you bat 300, you're in the Hall of Fame. And and so many people when they're when they're out there trying to do things, they think they need to succeed, 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 succeed all constant. Every night needs to be I I made five hundred dollars tonight. Every night, every week needs to be a thousand dollars. You know, and I, I, again, I understand you have bills to pay, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we we have this mentality. Uh, and I think, and, and honestly, I think YouTube is at fault for it uh, because we see people on YouTube, right? I made $1,200 this week, you know, delivering tacos. And, and you don't and think people some are people like, are getting turned on to that though? And starting to realize this is, I think some people are, but I think a I, lot of people are, but there's, there's so many all, of them out there that, but there's so much turnover in gig work. There's so yeah. much turnover. They go onto YouTube and they're like, "Oh wow, I can make I can make a thousand dollars a week." Yeah. Shoot, and and most of the people out there don't say it depends on your market. Mm-hmm. You know, there are there are a few honest ones out there. Before I ever signed up for Uber, I spent a year watching videos of people who do Uber. And I and and I and I would like I was like culling people left like okay this person, you know oh you can make two thousand dollars a week buy, you know I wanted to talk to them I wanted to watch the people who were like oh man this week sucked but you know what it's gonna get better in two weeks blah you know blah 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 and and I think there are some people out there, who, who you know they put that out there they'll say oh this was a terrible week or this was a terrible day. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then there are others who were just like, "Oh, you can do it." And what were they making money off of? Affiliate links. They yeah. were making money off of people signing up. And now, what I've noticed is a lot of the affiliate links now are lo- locale, location restricted. The link says, "If someone signs up in your market." you get an affiliate link. You get affiliate pay. You can't just have 400 people over the year all over the country sign up and you make money from that. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, that that's the thing. It's easy for you to sit there when you have 10,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel and tell people to work for Uber they're going to make all this money while you're making affiliate money on the side and going out and driving 10 hours a week. Right. You know? Uh, and, and there were a lot of people who did that, uh, mm-hmm. and, and some very popular people on YouTube who did that. And they, if they drive anymore, it's, it's only to look at a new feature or something like that. And that's mm-hmm. about it. However, um, some of them don't make the affiliate money anymore, but they made such a big amount of it back right. when that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're still up. Um, but so what do you think about the amount of, drivers who are doing food, the amount of drivers that are lacking in rideshare, the amount of riders being back, colleges going back, everything, even though we're still turbulent about COVID, the world's kind of back and we're starting a year right now. Do you think we are going to have the the drivers or do you think the rates are going to stay $300 a block? No, no, (laughs) I I don't, I don't think, um, I, I don't think we're going to have enough drivers in the fall. Um, so what do they do? I mean, they can't keep these rates up. What do they do? Um, 
Because people are I getting think, livid about the rates. I think what they are going to have. I, I think what they're going to. The only thing they can do is is give more money to the drivers. That's the only way they're going to get more drivers back. Exactly. And these incentives of like I never saw a three four hundred dollar incentive in my market. Right. Uh, never never saw it. I think the most I saw was three three for three for forty five or something like that. That was the most I ever saw because believe me, I would have jumped on it, done my three rides that day, and been done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, like Jason Peason up in uh, Idaho when we did that podcast where you had an you weren't able to make it, but you were going to be on, and all of us were on. He was he was talking about uh, you can re onboard people who weren't kicked off the platform. But who haven't drove in over two or over a year or something at this point, mm, you right. can now bring them back at the bonus money for both of you though. Wow. So wow. they get a they get a new driver bonus, you get a referral bonus, and yet they're still a signed up driver who never turned yeah. off their account. Hey. You know, it's it's uh, I, I mean again another sign of be, we don't have enough drivers. Be one way to get people back, but I think what you're gonna have is you're gonna have a lot of people manipulating the system like that guy o- over the summer that lift driver mm-hmm. who made like got like a two thousand dollar bonus or whatever and then quit driving mm-hmm. because he was like i made my money i'm done uh well look at the fort lauderdale market when it i mean it only lasted for three weeks yeah but it was yeah. do 100 rides and get 3600 bucks yeah 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 that, mean, that, that's what it was yeah i mean yeah. show me that special <laughs> yeah I'll be. I'll have them. I'll have them done tomorrow. Yeah. I'll start right now, Um, and I'll have them done by tomorrow. (laughs) They're going to have. They're going to have to increase the per mile rate for the drivers that are already on the platform, or at least the bare minimum too. Yeah, or the minimum, or the minimum fare. They're going to. I mean, I think. I think both. Ten dollar. I think if they went to a ten dollar minimum. Right. They'd have a glut of drivers. If I knew I was going to make ten bucks for on every ride, yes. Heck yeah, I'd be out there. And on some rides, they might it might actually work out for them okay too. So it's not like it would be the end of the world for Uber, right? Right. Or because Lyft. no, because again, like I said, nobody wants to drive ten minutes to take someone and make three dollars and twenty cents or three dollars and sixty six cents or whatever the minimum is, and then see town. that Uber took the other half of the minimum, and and then see that Uber charged them fifteen dollars, right. and you're like. What? <laughs> what? Right. I mean, or so, at least you know, at least if not, if not, just raising it to ten, like you said, raise it some, raise it to seven, and then raise the rates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for years it was a split, then it went down, 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 down on the mileage rate. Well, it might, guys. I mean, I don't know how many brains you need at Uber Marketing, but to be honest, it might just take a couple notches back up. You guys are going to have to go that way, or else. I know you think we can just keep going through your drivers forever, but, and you probably could. The problem is what quality are you getting at that point? And exactly. are you going to, are you going to piss the people off so bad that they don't even want to pay any rate to get in those cars? Yeah. I so, mean, are you headed see. for the next taxi industry? Are you trying to be the next downfall taxi? I mean, so otherwise. The pricing, so the price increase is a 70, it was a 70% increase in fuel cost. Over, uh, what I was saying the other day. Thirteen months. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Sixty-five times one point five. Uh, 
that would mean they'd have to bring, in order to make that up, they'd have to bring the per mileage rate up to 97.5 cents per mile in my market to cover that fuel, that additional fuel cost. That and what is paying. your Uber X at right now? The, uh, it's, it's 62 and a half, hmm. 62 and a half. I think I'd have to look again. I haven't done a ride in a while. So, yeah. um, uh, and, and I mean, they don't even need to increase the per minute rate, just increase if they take, increase, take, take away the per minute rate. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Give us take a better, the, give us a better yeah. base pay. Give us, us more dollar, per mile, a, a dollar a mile, a dollar a mile. And a guaranteed and a seven. minimum and a minimum seven to ten dollars depending yes. on your market. Yes. And and they'll have plenty of drivers out there. Right, because we don't plenty care about the minutes. The minutes no. just remind us we're going to be stuck in the car yeah. for a long time. Right. <laughs> right. And 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 I think you'll have more people that are willing to do longer pickups. When they if do they that kind of math, make seven dollars. When they do that kind of math, yeah. And I know that it sounds weird, but for a lot of people, you know, sixty-two and a half cents, and they see the amount of miles, it's really hard for them to do that kind of math. A dollar is yeah. very easy. That's why they do it that way. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, I think even they're realizing, or they are realizing, they don't have the drivers. We're yeah. now in a different situation. We've never had this problem before. Before yeah. the pandemic, you had too many. Uh, delivery drivers and no deliveries going out at all. Right. None. And right. yet we had way too many rideshare drivers. Now there's not enough and there's enough delivery drivers, but there's not enough rideshare drivers. And I think that they built that model based on, okay, we'll build out the food, but the riders will always have tons of drivers. Nobody expected the pandemic when it hit. Right. Now you guys have to bring something to the table to bring us back. Yeah. Yeah. And that and 250 million in my book was just a waste. They should have saved that till right now when PUA ended and used it for drivers like you and I, who are veteran to do something like a dollar a mile. Yeah. Yeah. They put so much, they, they put so much money and incentives into bringing new drivers on the platform rather than incentivizing experienced drivers. Here's an idea what you, how you can incentivize drivers. Every hundred rides you give, you get a free ride on Uber. There's a concept. Yeah. You know, I mean, why should I honestly, I mean, think about it. Why should I, as a driver, I need to take my car into the shop to get work on this, the car that I used to work on Uber. Why am I paying for an Uber ride on the way home and, and, and to go pick that vehicle up again? Or why, why don't you, to, or why, why don't I you get... pay for an Uber ride to the airport? <laughs> yeah. I'm a driver. Ray, why don't you, why don't you get two rides for every 40 hours you put in? Right. Or two rides a month. Right. But I mean, for the people who work full time. Right. Right. That allows them to call their, their, an Uber for their wife, even maybe to get her home from work or whatever. You hit a, you hit a, you hit a certain number of rides per month. You get two free Uber rides. Yeah. That way a round trip. You know, but that, I still think the money has to come up, though. The money has to come. The money absolutely. We're, has we're to all come. sick of the carrots, you know. But, <laughs> but all these incentives of oh, you can learn a new language and uh, <laughs> we'll help you do your financial planning and blah blah blah. Drivers don't care about that. That they and, and we don't cash. learn an, and, and it's not learning a new language when somebody in a different language is screaming at you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's what yeah. they think. Like, yeah, we'll put out this program, but really 
well, you, you we saw in the dash cam you were being screamed at. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, but he was yeah. speaking in French. So, <laughs> yeah, they're going to need to pay drivers more. They're going to need to pay the experienced drivers more. You know, yeah. hey, you you've been on the platform for uh, two years. You get a pay increase as long as you maintain a rating above you know, whatever, 4.8, 4. you know, you got a 4.8 higher rating. You've been on the platform for, for two years. You get, uh, you know, you get a 25%, uh, bonus on every trip, on every trip, instead of you got to do a thousand, you got to be platinum in order to, you know, to, to see certain information, show us all the information, pay us more, it, for those of us that that do a good job, oh, you got you got ten five star ratings in a row from riders. Bonus. There's nothing to incentivize a driver to do a good job, and people will say, oh, well, you'll get better tips and blah blah blah. For the people doing Uber X, uh, if you go out of your way. To do, I mean, you will occasionally get more in tips, but for the most part, you're not going to. The people doing XL, the people doing Black and Lux, mm-hmm. yeah, those people who go out of their way will get big, will will usually get bigger tips, but you know, not um, not a uh, not people who are who are transporting people back and forth to work. You know, right. that, I mean, that's the one, you know, if you, if you work the morning rush, you hardly get tips because these are people who are on Uber. All, they rely on Uber to get to work. They don't tip. You mm-hmm. know, they, they, they just, they, they don't, they're paying freaking $200 a week to get an Uber to go back and forth to work. You know, they're, they're not, they're not tipping you. It's just not happening. And so Uber needs to reward those drivers. Rather than, you know, and I think this is true of every platform that's out there, whether it's DoorDash, whether it's Grubhub, whatever. If you do a good job, you should be rewarded. They need to be transparent with all the information. And if you maintain a certain rating, you should get a financial bonus to maintain that rating. Think about it. That's the way my W-2 job works, right? Mm -hmm. I get evaluated every year. If I do, if I excel, like, like really excel, I get a bigger raise than the guy next to me who just did his job. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> I mean, you know, but, but, but none of these platforms want to do that. They don't want to reward their star drivers and their, with, with financial incentive. They want to give them all these other silly things that mm. people don't care about, that they don't right. want. You know, uh, and, and so, and I think that that's the only way they're getting the drivers back. But they need, this, but the bottom line is they need them back. I don't, they're, they seem to be yeah. waiting it out to the T. Oh, it, sure. o- it only makes me think that they think that once PUA ends, they are going to be populated like nobody's business. And I think there will be some comeback, but I think like you said, a lot of people had a lot of time to reflect and might yeah. not come back. Yeah. I, I am really surprised that, the the trash riders haven't been priced out of Uber and Lyft yet. You know, the people who who just like 
they get in the car, they're on the phone the whole time screaming at someone on the other end. And you're like trying to, you know, pay attention to driving down the road. And they're talking about, you know, whatever relationship problem that they have or the people who don't tip or how come these people haven't been, haven't, I mean, let's be honest, there's public transportation, you know, it's, it's a lot more inconvenient. I get it. But I mean, I think that's the other option that Uber and Lyft has is to start pricing people out and saying, look, just like with food delivery, this is a luxury service. You are paying for someone to come and personally give you a ride from point A to point B. And mm-hmm. we'll and we'll guarantee that they're and, and but the thing that they'd have to do is we guarantee they will be there by a certain amount of time. We guarantee mm-hmm. you will be on we you will get there on time, barring you know, circumstances outside of our control, traffic or whatever, you know. Right. Um and price out the only way, the only the only way they either need to get more drivers or they need to price out the people who are taking uh, who are taking the driver's time, right? Mm-hmm. So if the minimum cost of an Uber ride goes up to 25 bucks, how many pe- is that going to price people out, you know? Uh but <clears throat> you know we, we we don't know there's there's a lot of different ways to do it uh but i don't think uber or lyft i don't think they want to price out those customers because I mean, that's their bread and butter yeah those people who stop taking public transportation that's their bread and butter right there the people who are paying more for uber rides than they would for a car payment and insurance those are the people that are that that are Uber's bread and butter right there. See, and I'm and that's what I'm saying is that like Uber and Lyft were in that race to the bottom before the pandemic. They wouldn't go one penny above each other. In fact, they were trying to cut that penny. But now post pan through the pandemic, there was nobody taking rides. Now that they are, there's not enough drivers, but they're charging 250 to 300 percent more per ride when they never had done a ride increase to the riders in history. Now they've gone that much above and beyond. Pull it back a little, but still leave, but do a better pricing model that allows you to pay the drivers better because it was underpriced. The service was underpriced because I know me. And like you said, there's bad drivers who trashed cars, all this stuff. I washed my car every day, inside, outside. At the end of every day, I always took it through the car wash because it was too busy in the day and I had a subscription so I could go once a day. So at the end of a day, I'd go at like midnight. There'd be nobody there whenever I'm done on the way home. And then the next day I had everything here at the house before I started to vacuum and just give a quick clean. And on some days a full clean, but like, you know, at least the steering wheel, the handles, the same, I, I do the same thing. And, uh, I've, I tell people like, sit down in your back seat don't just clean the car. Sit down in your back seat and look and see what's the passenger going to see. Oh, I didn't cuz cuz you might be kind of leaning in cleaning. Yeah. And then oh, there's a little scuff mark right there. Let me take care of that, you know, cuz some mm-hmm. someone had mud on their foot, but but you know, you didn't notice it earlier. Yeah. Uh and and then and then But I the get into hand, a lot of Ubers that, you know, I call an uh, Uber X and I get into one that's like the kind of car I keep and then I get into one that there are laundries in the back. There's food bags everywhere. You know, the car is older and I'm not trying to diss on that, but that might be another thing too, for price point for Uber X is 
don't say that you can't have a car under this. Just have a different pricing. Right. If you have a car between 2017 and current, you're going to get this. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, in the beginning, everybody took their really nice cars out because we were making more money. Now people are looking for what's the minimum car I can drive. Right. So it's almost like they're switching to beaters and hoopties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And uh, that's, as a customer, I'll tell you, if, you know, any Uber or rideshare people listening, that's not what I want. I don't want that crap showing up in my house. I'll tell you, I, when I started driving again a couple months ago, taking passengers, every time I went out, at least one person would get in the vehicle and go, wow, your car is really clean. Mm-hmm. And that means so much to me because yeah. it's honest, <laughs> honestly, it's not hard to keep your car cleaner than the last guy. <laughs> you yeah. know, vacuum it once a day. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. And I'm not a big fan of the smell, but like osium does kill stuff. Yep. And so like, yep. I don't like the smell directly, but like if somebody didn't smell good or something they had didn't smell good, I do get out of the car, open the windows and just spray it in through the window yep. and still have my phone. So I'm still waiting for the next ping and ride. So yep. it's not wasting anybody, but at least I let it air out a little. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you yeah. can't go, you can't have somebody pick up, you know, Thai food and spill it on your floor or something. And yeah. And so, so that's another thing that, that, and, and you see this, you see this on certain, on some YouTube channels as well. People who are doing food delivery mm-hmm. and then like, oh yeah, I do, uh, oh, I just did seven food deliveries and then I did a passenger. You know, you don't smell it, but when that passenger is getting in your car, they smell all that grease. Right. And if that's a 20 minute ride back home or wherever they're going, that's disgusting, dude. And and most of them, we all know that some passengers will very much speak their mind, but many might just be like, not say a thing and just be in disgust. Right. They won't say anything and they'll, and they'll, they won't tip and then they'll rate you low. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, well, I don't know why they did that. It was a great ride, you know. And they, they mm-hmm. talked to me the whole time. We had a great conversation. Yeah, except it smelled like you know, you know, four hour old Kentucky Fried Chicken in your car, right? You know, uh, so yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, again. it's 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 the reason. I mean, here we are talking about this today, though. Too bottom line is September six PUANs. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in the home stretch here, people. There's like, you can, it's more, but you can think of it as two weeks. You got two weeks to figure out what the hell you're going to do. I think (laughs) we will get, we will get some drivers back. Some drivers will come back after that. And then I say about three weeks after that, probably at least a third of them will disappear. They're going to be like, I don't know. Unless do something anymore. changes. Unless something changes, you know. I mean, may, yeah. and we don't, you and I don't know. We just think, I mean, we just probably know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like most likely it's, most likely it's not going to get a price increase. But I think even Uber knows it should. They should be working so that the minute, almost like the sixth or the fifth, a new pricing model comes out so that people can see as PUANs before they go out and get well, a job. Here's the new pricing model. Wait, I will they, go back. Oh, and you and you know what? You drove you drove during this time, bonus. 
you yeah. get you get paid even more because you stuck with us and you transported people or people or possessions or food or whatever you mm-hmm. know you worked on our platform uh, during the pandemic bonus. But if you do that you bonus, know. it better be big because it should have been every three months along the way. It should have absolutely. It I mean, have. to to throw it at us now and say here's a bonus. I mean, would be I'm, like, okay, well, it better be really big then because I worked the whole pandemic. I will say this. There were times during like the middle of the pandemic when, I mean, I was tempted to go out. We're talking, I mean, in my market, number one, seeing double digit surge is unheard of. Mm-hmm. But seeing $35 a trip surge in a town that has thirty only 30,000 people in it. But were there look, people riding? Oh yeah. Was this okay? This was already yeah. people were back to riding. Okay. Yeah. Because there yeah. was a I time mean, they were putting well, out big specials, were, but nobody was they on were the people who were considered uh, you know, they had to go to work, mm-hmm. but they also had no transportation. Right. So they took Uber. Right. And there weren't and there weren't drivers out. And the surge was going and going and going. I mean, I could sit there and literally watch the screen refresh and watch it go up. Yeah. But I was like, no, not doing it. I'm not, right. <laughs> not, there wasn't a vaccine out yet. There was, nope. Right. And you nope. know, the reason if it got up that high of a surge, you know, the reason why was because the COVID stats were through the roof Yeah, and they were seeing that most trips were going to the hospital or something. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we got to put yeah. the surge way up. I mean, so you probably would have just yeah. had a lot of hospital rides. Yep. A lot of COVID people in your car. I had, I had one, three weeks. I had a hospital ride four weeks ago, pick someone up. Got guy got in and I'm like, oh man, he's going to the hospital. <laughs> I was just yeah, like, oh, I know. Crap. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've always cared a little, but before the pandemic, I didn't really care because you don't know they could be going to visit somebody. Right. I never really had a scenario well, in all I, my years where I was like, this is sketchy. I always was like, crap, the hospital, but it always ended up fine. I took him to the emergency room entrance. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I guess we'll have to see what happens there. I'm, uh, I'm a little skeptical and I'm hoping that I'm actually hoping that people don't so that they realize the number has to come back up because these passengers aren't going to keep paying what they're paying. They're not, I've talked to two, I've I've seen too much commenting. I've talked to a bunch and it's, yeah, I think there'll be a spike in drivers returning after the, uh, PUA runs out. And then a couple weeks after that, it'll drop it'll it'll still be higher than what it is now mm-hmm. but it will drop some uh because like i said they're going to come back and be like i don't want to do this i'd rather i'd rather work at mcdonald's than than do this you know mm-hmm. uh and you know or or wherever i mean everywhere you look places are hiring places are i mean it's it's ridiculous you can, there are some I I was actually talking to someone the other day who's in the restaurant business and he said there are some restaurants that are paying $20 an hour for servers plus tips. Right. I mean because they can't get staff. Yeah. And and it's a tourist town. So right. it's kind of like there's people flooding in and we we're not going to make money if we can't serve these people food and liquor. So uh, so we're going to have, we'll just raise, we'll just raise what we charge for a meal and we have to pay our servers more, which, you know, we don't have a choice. Right. And, 
you know, so that that thirty dollar steak dinner that you had is now a fifty dollar steak dinner, right? You know, and, and and you know, honestly, the people that are coming in town to freaking bet on horses, I don't care. You can pay fifty dollars for a steak, I, you right? Know. But your locals and stuff—that's not right. Locals don't go out to the restaurant, right? <laughs> the restaurants this time of the year, anyway. So, or at all, yeah. I mean, people yeah. still aren't back to restaurants yet, even though they're open, but. Um, but yeah, there'll be a spike and then it'll, and then it'll, and, and, and there will, there will be stories, you know, about, oh, oh there'll you be know, isn't it great? The ride, the drivers are back, blah, we're back to normal and then they'll drop off again and, yeah. and there'll be, you know, and the only way Uber is going to fix that is to pay drivers more period. or, or left. It could be either. And I'm not, and I always talk about Uber, but you know, this is a really big chance for Lyft to really step out of little sister role. Yeah. They could actually do what we're talking about before lit, before Uber and bring yeah, all the sure. best drivers back on. Yep. Yep. You know, for sure. for or sure. make yeah, them not- or, or like give you a price and say, hey, if you just drive for us, <laughs> I guess it's not I see. But if you just drive rideshare for us, we'll pay a dollar ten. Yeah. You know, something like that, where it's yeah. like you can't do it because it's I see work, but something there's got to be some angle because it does come down to the money. You're not paying the drivers enough to get well, back on the platform. I'll tell you, I, I used to work for a home builder. And if we wanted to lock in a particular uh, subcontractor for, let's say we're working on a subdivision and mm-hmm. we want this dude doing all the cabinets, we'd pay him more. And we'd say, look, we'll pay you more. We want you doing all the cabinets. We've got. 40 houses we're putting up in this subdivision. We'll give you all the all all your business for the next, you know, however long it takes to build this subdivision out. And we'll pay you a little bit more just to lock you in. Mm-hmm. And they did it. He's still an independent contractor. You know, he 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 could at any point he you know, there was no there was no contract that was signed. At any point he could have said, "You know what? I just got an offer some from someone else and he's paying me even more than you're paying me." At any time he could have done that. You know, and, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see, you know, the, Lyft tries to do this consecutive ride to right for, for bonuses, do three rides in right, a row, right. make an extra 18 bucks, you know, uh, but again, but that's just, that's a trash offer. And yeah. sometimes that, and, and yeah. when the number's higher too, sometimes, and I know here in Denver, we're always busy. So I know this has been an algorithm game, but sometimes when that number's big, that third ride doesn't come in for a while. It either doesn't come in or all of your pickups are long distance. Or somehow the app crashes yeah. and loses your first two. <laughs> no, for, for me, because I, I, I did, a, I actually did a couple of those consecutive ride things. And what would happen is I would get two of them real quick back to back. And then the third one would be a long pickup. Yeah. You know, uh, and I would say, you know what? Nope. <laughs> I'm not right. driving 25 minutes to pick someone up. No. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, you could say you're making $15 to go pick that person up, but, you know. Yeah, but then, you, really... just took, but then you just took away the whole bonus to, vi- to justify it. Right. I mean, right. really, the point was to get the bonus. Yeah. And Lyft doesn't even offer long pickup long pickup fees. Well, I think that some of this, it's got to change. I mean, they can't just stick with the old model that we've got 
10 million drivers on the platform pre-pandemic, we can do whatever we want. They don't have enough now. Something yeah. needs to happen. Yeah. 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 They, um, need, they, they need more monetary incentives for drivers other than complete this number of rides, complete this number of consecutive rides. It needs to be a consistent guaranteed in quotes earning you know the guarantee is you're making a dollar a mile instead of 62 and i i think like in, in california it's like 57 and a half cents a mile or something yeah like that. Uh, yeah i, I mean, mean i've and, seen and, it and even it's lower four dollars but... a gallon for gas out there yeah i mean that's just insane you can't yeah. afford to operate a vehicle at those prices Right. And you can't use the per, like my car gets 18 miles a gallon in the city, 21, let's say on the highway. And these are arbitrary, but you can't even use that and then say, well, if I have to get a gallon of gas, that's only four miles. No, because in the city of LA, you're going to burn probably the whole gallon to go the four miles. Yeah. It's just, it's, they're just going to have to, they need to, the incentives that they need to offer, and I know I keep harping on this, they need to give the best incentives to their best drivers, base it on rating, base it on number of trips, find some kind of metric that they want to use. Personally, I think it should be if you have more than, like, let's say 100 trips and your rating is at a certain level, you know, we're going to pay everyone a dollar a mile, but you get a 10% bonus. If if you keep your rating above above, or team up level. with some gas station and like at the end of the month, total up how much time and miles that driver did and send a gas card. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, not any kind of not any kind of BS thing where you got to sign up for something yeah. and you're getting your name in a database, but like a straight here's a gas card. Yeah, P- people want. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that would help. I think some people would go on that, but I think yeah. like people like you and me. Yeah, we I want, want money. A gas card. I want, I want money. money. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any. I don't want any incentives anymore. I just want money. Yeah, yeah. Forget all because I've already pl- I've already played the games. Yeah, you know, and you you have too. We've we played them. We learned from them. We don't want to go back to them. No, no. You know, to me, I just a perk just looks like okay. Well, that's that, but you're still paying me crap. Right. Like, I mean, I don't care a, about that. You know, I'm you not going to go to Arizona State University to get my right. degree. I, I, that's not a perk to me. They mean right. nothing to me. You know, right. roadside assistance, I don't need that. My my insurance covers that. I don't yeah, need mine roadside too. assistance. You know, all these perks that they're providing, it, they sound great on paper to someone who's just starting out. Mm-hmm. But, or someone who gets the bare minimum insurance that they need on their vehicle. Yeah, you know, oh, roadside assistance. I need that because my insurance doesn't provide it. Yeah, you know what else they don't provide? They're not actually covering you. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say if you if you have the correct rideshare insurance, you should have roadside. Right. Yeah. I mean, that should come with but, any of the policies that are correct. But, but you're right. I mean, perks, but everybody, these, you know, most people don't have the right. It, you know, discount it, Firestone. You know, all this garbage. No. No, right. just just give people money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sure Uber has the numbers, and the reason they offer these discounts and incentives is because hardly anyone takes advantage of them. 
right. compared to all the drivers. It's a very low percentage. They're hardly paying anything. It's kind of like airline miles. Sure. Yeah. It's the same yeah, exactly. thing. And then the people who do use airline miles who save them, they go into cash in like 10 trips around the world worth. And they're like, oh, well, three, half of that is expired. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's always yeah. something that's a catch. And I feel like that's all the Uber stuff that they've tried in the past. It's been that same type of thing. Yep. They partner up and the hope is that only 10% of what they dish out gets used. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a play, but it needs to be more money. Yeah. Um, just just pay the drivers more. That's yeah. all you got to do. Well, thanks, John, for coming on. Um, You're as welcome. Always, thanks it's for fun having to, me. Yeah, as always, it's fun to talk. And uh, I guess we'll see in a couple of weeks what happens. We will. You know, um, the last, I guess, oh, one last thing I did want to say is that I was looking at something here too, kind of funny about DoorDash (laughs) of all places. Oh, don't get me started with DoorDash. (laughs) Well, no, here it says, but it says, uh, it's talking about how Airbnb and DoorDash did well during the pandemic, this article, but it's saying how because of their spending, they didn't. So when it talks about Airbnb, it says we need more hosts, not guests. But the DoorDash part's kind of weird. It says that uh, food delivery service DoorDash said its earnings, um, that it boosted sales uh, and marketing costs by over 150%. But then if you go down a little bit, it says uh, DoorDash posted a loss of 30 cents per share this quarter, wider than the 6% that they claimed they were going to. So they were 24 cents higher in the hole. Then they claim to the, you know, I mean, usually when the earnings are coming out, you know, this, it's usually pretty close. They're not that far off. It's not like we think it's going to be six cents loss and it's a 30. That's pretty high. Well, look at all the money they spent on uh, Super Bowl commercials. Well, but then I'm I'm going on here and it's, and it says, what did it say about the drivers? It said, you know, like, uh, um, the base, basically because of all the other services out there that, you know, that they get the drivers pop to the other platforms. Again, you're hinting at that you pay too low, but also the timing of this article seems to time out with a certain company. I know that might've made a little dent, <laughs> which by the way, um, I, I, I'm going to say it here. It, it, it's in the, it's in the intro to the program, but to anybody who knows there will be links up um, as of today for the next three months, I'm working exclusively with Curry. Um, if you haven't heard of them, they're a last mile service for delivering uh, construction okay, yeah. needs. And so I'll have links up there. You can do it in a car, a truck, an 18 wheeler, anything. And I like this company. They're small. They pay people right. And you can do it in any type of vehicle. So um, nice. I'll put all the links and stuff up because I think any gig workers out there should be checking this out. Um, and also the one of the nicest things that about them is that uh, – Obviously, on the construction side, when you get there, everything gets taken out because of insurance reasons. You can't be on the construction site. So you sit in your car, they unload it. Right. But also, when you go to pick up, it's hands-free. They load it all in. Really? You don't touch a thing. You just drive nice. goods that fit into... So you tell them what kind of car you have. I just signed up. I'm going to be having the CEO on... And uh, we're going to talk, but then I signed up and I'm going to be reporting every week a little bit on how, what I'm noticing and uh, nice. how it's going. Because I think that, I think this is a really, it's another way of other than food doing something. 
And it's a way of doing it in the day when food delivery isn't so hot. Right. Yeah. The I mean, middle of the day. Or yeah. Cause, early in the morning. cause, yeah. cause this is a morning day thing, which is kind of rare for us gig workers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, usually yeah, we're working cool. in the evening and night. So if you guys are interested and you haven't checked out Curry, it's curry.com, but I'll also be putting some links up and some information and check into it. Cause, uh, I'm really liking these guys and hopefully, uh, over time I'll be reviewing some good stuff to you. Cool. All right, man. Um, well, we'll talk soon. All right. Talk to you later, man. Thanks, John. Oh my goodness. I just realized how long that went. (laughs) Um, well, thanks for sticking around. If you did, um, I know that, uh, um, I know it was a little long. Uh, we will get back to normal programming. I don't know what it is. Uh, my Two of my longest episodes, uh, two of my top three longest episodes, both had John Wilkerson on it. <laughs> we just get chatting. And the subject tonight was a little hits to home with me because I am really, really torn over what's going to happen bringing drivers back. And um, I'm really... I think it's great if there's not as many drivers and and the drivers get to earn like we always wanted less drivers in the mark in your market. However, I'm I'm extremely concerned that if drivers don't come back that Uber will continue a extreme high pricing model to the to the passengers. And I don't know if it will stay at the 2 250 plus range that it is in in on average right now. But nonetheless, uh, I don't feel like it's just going to be raising the rates a little like we always, as drivers, wanted to pre-pandemic. We wanted them to raise the rates because we knew that that had to, on some level, mean a little more for the driver. Well, I'm afraid that they've gotten a taste of big money um, from surging or from charging people 250 plus percent and that, yes, they will go back down, but... I'm not sure that it's just going to be a slight amount. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But, you know, one thing that I feel like happens with Uber and Lyft is um, they must have a read on all this. They must know how bad people are perceiving them because all you need to do is jump on social. And it's not just the drivers attacking them like normal. It's passengers who have, you know, said, you know, I, I... I can't believe that I'm paying, you know, a hundred dollars for uh, a ride from the airport that for years cost me 40 bucks or 39 to 41 dollars. And now it's 105. You know, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, these people know how to figure this out and they really are upsetting people to the point where, um, you know, I, I, I get a feeling that on the Uber side, they're feeling like, well, people are still coming back, so they need the rides. And on the passenger side, they're so upset and just getting back to the real world that they're like, I can't believe this pricing model. But as things start to settle down a little bit, I, I, have a, I, I, I truly have a feeling that these passengers just aren't going to be willing to pay whatever Uber and Lyft want. So there will come a point when they get pretty upset about this new pricing. Um, all along, they should have just changed the pricing model uh, on both platforms, Uber and Lyft, uh, just a little bit to the, to the passengers because yes, rides were too cheap and then helped out the drivers, you know, I mean, 
after all the cuts and stuff, but we're going to see. We just talked about it enough. Um, if you have any interesting thoughts on the matter, please give us uh, a, an email. Uh, you can reach us at um, uberliftdrivers at gmail.com or rideshareradiopodcast at gmail.com. And you can also go to uberliftdrivers.com and fill out the contact sheet there. Okay, guys, uh, that's it for the week. Um, like I said, uh, happy to have our new partners in sponsorship, Curry, on board for a while. Um, this is this just happened last week, so I'm still getting my bearings down with it, too. Um, I can't wait to give some rides so I can give you some firsthand information. And uh, I can't wait to have the CEO on because I feel like those are going to be good steps for... Uh, really trying to get it out there because again, remember that two big bonuses I'm seeing already. Okay. And there's a, there's actually a bunch, but the two big ones that are different are you don't have to carry passengers in your car. You don't have to carry food in your car. You're just carrying, um, supplies to and from, um, wherever you're, you have to deliver construction site, whatever the, everything is loaded. Everything is unloaded. But what I really like about this one is it is a it's a day gig. I mean, very rarely do we see gigs that um you know, I know delivery's good sometimes in the afternoon in some markets, but it's really like not till three or four that that gets going. And then even though it doesn't go as late as rideshare used to in most markets that I talk to people, they're kind of done by ten. You know, maybe a little later, there isn't like a, you know, the late night bar scene crowd that they stick around for to deliver food. So um, here in Denver, some do. But nonetheless, you know, that still starts at three or four. So you're still going till 10 or 11 by the time you're home. Curry is literally a get up in the morning, you know, uh, and you can schedule your rides and, and your and your trips uh, for during the day. I mean, they even they, they, they have a thing on their website that says no trip is too far or too close. So I'm guessing you could even do multi-day stuff with the right vehicle in the right order. So we'll be dialing into all this. Again, I'm still learning about it as well. Um, I'm just glad to be working with a company with a good moral compass. And uh, I'll be reporting back and tell you everything I learned. All right, guys, I got to wrap it up. I've been here way too long, and uh, we'll see you back here next week on the rodeo. Peace.